Hello and welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. My name is Maxi. I'm one of the producers here at Family Creative and this is our new weekly podcast. Each week we plan to introduce you to some of the guys that we work with quite regularly and some people that we haven't even worked with at all yet. Our guest this week is director Giorgio Bruni. Again, we are super excited to be able to represent him on our website at the moment uh, and sort of showcase some of the work he's done. He's got a fantastic portfolio when it comes to sports content. We talk about studying at St. Martin's, shooting with Neymar, and the fact that it doesn't always matter how prepared you are for a shoot, things can always go wrong. And as ever, we end with any advice to people, uh, maybe looking to make a start in the creative field, or maybe make a start as a, as a director. Hope you enjoy this episode of Family and Friends with director Giorgio Bruni. Giorgio, thank you for meeting us uh, here at Family Creative. Uh, is it your first time in the office? It at the is studio? first time in the office, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, mate. Yeah. Um, so it's the, it's the first time I've met you as well, actually. Yep. I've been back sort of from, you know, uh, the, the furlough scheme for like a couple of weeks. Cool. Uh, so I'm getting up to speed with everything. Yeah. Massive... Um, announcement from us here at family that you know we're going to be working with uh with you moving forward which is really exciting yeah uh yeah just like get, get some projects under our belt um yeah, as as a, as a squad really excited for that uh, i've done a little bit of research on some of your work and everyone also you know sings your praises in terms of your sort of you know your work ethic and the, the way you are in terms of, like your professionalism and all this kind of stuff That's sweet man so really really excited to uh to get it going yeah, how are you excited. doing mate? what's what's, what's up <laughs> What is up? Well, yeah, lockdown. I had twins. That's pretty much what's up with me. <laughs> yeah, I had twins. I've eight month old ba- um, twin boys, identical twin boys. Amazing. How the hell did that happen? Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much taken up my whole of the lockdown. Keep me busy. Yeah. Um, Keep me busy. I've literally yeah. been in into town, into my office, which is around the corner, like five times this year. So I'm, wow. I'm slowly trying to like get myself back into like, this isn't normal for me to be like, I, would, I need to like go do some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, before you had, before you had your boys, yeah. What? how many days a week were you working? What was your work-life balance? Well, uh, well so I've got, we've always had like a, an office, like, you know, I've always had somewhere where I can leave home and, you know, work from. Um, and that's in Hackney because I live in, I live in Harrow. So I live about an hour away. Oh, so, wow. I've always had to have somewhere just to leave leave that environment and go into the office and work. So, you know, I go in every day. Um, and yeah, you know, mm. depending on what jobs come in, whether I'm pitching or whether I'm just like, just researching or or whatever, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. You're part of the, the sort of gang. I've, I've had a few friends that have had kids over lockdown and they've said it's actually been a bonus because you get to spend all this time with them. 100%, um, yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine like it's, we've, as I say, I've, I, I've had pretty much every day with them. I've had like five days away. Mm. So it's been a good solid eight months of, of family time, which is nice. It's good. It's good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. off with twins. Oh, <laughs> mate, I know. Done. I'm done now, though. That is it. I'm like, it's, how's it been? Like, mad. It's, yeah. it's a mind-blown, mind yeah. <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's the first, like, couple of months is really, it's actually surprisingly quite easy. Really? Like, it, the sleep's mad. But then you go, once they get beyond the sort of the, all they do is sleep and eat, 
then it's your whole world just flipped upside down. But they're, but they're good fun. They're good fun. We're getting a lot of fun out of them as well. So. Nice, mate. Yeah. What, uh, what do you go for for names? Uh, Bo and Casper. Oh, mate, sick. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, strong, yeah. Strong names. Funny little characters. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, man. Um, you've been able to do much work over the last year. Um, yeah. Like, what happened? Like, as Corona hit... I was in, where was I? I was in Uruguay. We were doing a job for Nivea. And it was like, it was just at that time where people didn't really know what was going on. Word was spreading that it was getting bad in Europe. Mm. We were there for like two weeks. Um, it was actually with a German production company. So it was, you know, word was coming from then. Oh, are we going to be able to get back? What's happening? So, so that was a nice job to sort of like end it all <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> In Uruguay. Yeah. yeah so then, nice. then everything died for literally like four months. Everything just completely died. And then we slowly sort of came back with bits. First job was, you know, tentative you know not people not really sure what was going on masks you know a lot of the sort of first using covid supervised and all that sort of stuff and i think it's just it's slowly you know it is coming back to normal now and people know how to operate and mm. i think certain brands have ways of like being like look we can only have eight people on set including the talent you know so it's like you're looking at like six man crews for some jobs things like that so yeah. i think you just got to adapt and, and make it work no, but, nice. uh, it feels like it's slowly getting back. I think so. I don't want to jinx it. Touch <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely sort of like picking up a little bit. Yeah. People are just way more chilled about it now. I think there's just some fatigue. I know. That's right. it. Everyone just wants to sit like crypto and I'm just sick of talking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just don't mention it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here on Family and Friends, we kind of discuss, uh, we kick things off with your roads into your uh, particular you know creative uh, creative field Um, so when did you first start getting into media where did you grow up Um, are you from London or yeah so from London from northwest London Um, like the only two good thing the only two things I was good at were basically art and sports that was that that was it at school so it was either playing rugby or, or some sort of arty thing um and i went to art school went i I eventually went to art school studied fine art um and as you can imagine there's not a big rugby scene at art school so that sort of died on its on its superstar mate what could have been eh? um but but yeah that was went to art school did fine art and i went to st martin's and that was just like a a hub for just amazing people Mm -hmm. It really was like everyone, you know, the people I, you know, met there, lived with, you know, still great friends with, you know, work with a lot. Nice. A lot of them have either, you know, stayed in art, gone into music, started bands, things, you know, a lot of different things. It's a real like creative hub. Um, mm. This is something I'm, I'm figuring out because a lot of our guests have actually been to St. Martin's. Okay. And I always just thought, because I, I, I studied art at college and stuff, okay. a bit like you, yeah. was in, into the rugby. Yeah, yeah. But that fell off when yeah. I discovered drum and bass and <laughs> yeah, smoking no, weed. Very calm, mate. <laughs> this is parallel opposite. This Maybe. is, no, this is. <laughs> could, could have been playing for England. Yeah, go say could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Going to fabric at the weekends and yeah. uh, play for England. That was it. Yeah, exactly, mate. But um, I'm I'm sl- I'm realizing that like I, I knew a few people that went on to St Martin's, and I just thought it was a, a very traditional art school 
but I'm realizing now it's not. It's it's like a hub for as you, as you just said, very creative people and very talented people. Yeah. Um, and as soon as they kind of finish, it seems like they kind of starburst into all these amazing fields and all these beautiful mediums of creativity. Um, yeah, well, we, yeah, we were the sort of the, the last ends of Charing Cross, which was the the, the building was awful. Like it really? was. You know, I don't, think we, I don't think we had Wi-Fi. <laughs> I think there was like there were like four computers in in like the cafe that had internet, and then you were just left to your own devices. You just get given a project, <laughs> and like you're given a room for like three weeks to like make stuff in or like create wow. something. So it was like you just teamed up with people and and just left your own devices. Was mm. like a great way just to you know. Be did creative that, and did that differ quite a lot to some of your other friends that were having like studying similar things at different institutions? Were you hearing stories from them and being like, "Well, that's weird. We do it completely different." Yeah, I think Marcus. so. Like we we'd have obviously um, lectures, but they were they were quite sort of few and far between. Um, whereas obviously, yeah, if it sounds like it's very sort of lecture based, you know, other unis or whatever it mm-hmm. may be, but. I think here it was very hands-on. It was very, you know, you got three weeks, here's the title of a project, come up with something. And it was, I think that was great. Um, mm. And obviously being surrounded by, you know, super talented people, it, it just got you, Helps. you know, mm. you get your juices flowing. So it was good. It's nice, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's nice. What, um, what was your preferred medium? What, so what kind was, of artist do you? Do you know what? I, I started as a painter. So I did like, started off painting. Um, then sort of when, uh, into sort of installation art, did a lot mm. of sort of um, sort of like building environments, and I built sheds for about two years basically. <laughs> but but video was always integrated into the work. Video was always like a big part of it. Okay, so it was all about. I, I like to create an experience where it was like visually and uh, uh, had like a you know a sonic audio bed to it that, right. that okay. felt quite atmospheric and and embedded itself in that sort of like you know video audio world definitely um so that that was my final sort of couple of years doing doing that sort of stuff um and you know running alongside that you know i lived with two musicians at the time um one of them um rosie she was doing music and we were doing music videos for her at the Mm. same time and then sort of during this period we were sort of like okay a little group of us got together and we were like there was about three or four of us and we were like we you know started doing work together instead of sort of branching off did it all together did you know bought some 5ds bought a few little lights and sort of tried to do everything ourselves basically nice. so that's how it all sort of kicked off in the video world uh and we kept we kept on doing that for about god it was quite a while we had a group of us probably for about five six years five, really yeah, about three, three to five years, yeah. Um, which sort of like ran at the back end of uni and then, you know, as it as we finished, we sort of kept that going. Um mm. and eventually like, you know, got signed, did this and everything. So it was yeah, it all so, sort of stemmed from there really. So it all kind of stemmed from the that music videos and stuff. Yeah, just do it yourself really. Yeah. Jeff, I think the, the whole like 5D world, like it's definitely opened it up, didn't it? totally, yeah. like you know, before using like EX ones and whatever, it, like all of a sudden, like you had all your old Nikon lenses and you can make something look really nice, mm. really easily, you know. Yeah. And it was very like hands on. It was affordable as well, so you could just pick a camera up and and make some nice work. Amazing. Um, so that's yeah, definitely where it where it stemmed from. Did yeah. you kind of immediately uh, sort of 
fall into that director role or were you, was it like a team effort or were you shooting or how did yeah, it start? I think it was definitely self-shooting. There, okay. there was all self-shooting jobs. Um, you know, there'd be a, a few directors on the job, to be perfectly honest. We'd all sort of just muck in and, and you know, pick up the camera and do bits and, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one, mate. Well, uh, talk, talk us through some of your early concepts, like... <laughs> Wow, so, so that's first our first one. You know what? Our first one, which really sort of like made us think, like, oh, okay, this is like this could this could actually be a future now, is we we managed to get like a Stanton Warriors music video. I can't remember how we got it. Um, we had seven hundred pounds budget, and we had like a friend of ours who was like a break dancer. We knew somebody who's like a ballet dancer. We've got a friend of ours who's just bonkers, but can like do a bit of like disco. Um, where was there someone else in it? I think it was three. And it was basically we did like a sort of a video, which was these sort of three interlocking stories, which mirrored each other. And they were sort of like match cuts and things like that. And, you know, shot all on five Ds. We got some great locations. We shot on like a um, like rooftop basketball court where we paid off a security guard with a bottle of whiskey. It was like, you know, it was like one of those ones. And, you know, we managed to do it for 700 quid, put it up and got like a Vimeo staff picks. And this is when we're like, I can't remember, probably like, you know, God knows how old we are, like 22, yeah, 21 yeah. or something like that. And it was like, oh, okay. Oh shit, this could be something, you know, started to get a few hits and we were like, oh, okay. So that really sort of kicked it off. Um, so yeah. What, at what point did you think that sort of making films could be a career for you? I think well, after leaving uni, I did actually try and be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Although you're going to say a rugby player. Yeah, no, probably better, to be honest. Um, So I had a studio, started painting again, had a few exhibitions and just hated it. (laughs) Do you know what? It's just one of those one of those things where you're just stuck in a studio on your own like you've got three months to make like 20 paintings and it's Mm -hmm. like you're pulling your hair out it's uh, I didn't enjoy it at all Uh, I much prefer the sort of the collaborative world of of film you know you're working with a team you're always working with different people like faster turnover yeah faster turnover idea like you get to like sort of riff with people you know you get to like chat about ideas and it's all about collaboration film I, I think you know the better people you surround yourself with the better the work is essentially um so i think that well that that because of that reason drew drew me to it um nice and and also also whilst i was at whilst i was at art school i did as like a job you know to pay the pay the rent did extras so i was like an extra in stuff you know? oh really what are you in so oh mate i was like in what like the reason the Tash is here is because of Warhorse. Really? Yeah. Mate, so I did Tash that, is strong. A couple of Harry Potters. Like Really? I did it for quite a long time, to <laughs> Maybe a little bit too long. You still do it now? No, 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 no. Oh, I stopped a while ago. Warhorse was the last thing I did, which is probably about how long ago is that now? Yeah, probably about eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was like twenty twelve? Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. But like, you know, EastEnders, The Bill, all like really? all sorts of stuff. But do you know what? Like for me, it was, you know, you get to be on a Hollywood set, you know, yeah, doing the last, the last Harry Potter thing was like, you got to see, you know, stuntmen jumping out of second floor windows on fire. You got to see like a whole castle made out of polystyrene <laughs> and like 200 extras. You know, admittedly, I was laying in a puddle on the floor pretending to be dead. But, you know, it was like... <laughs> You know, you got to see what it's like to be on a multi-million pound set and it's just wicked. Like, you know, the bars, it's, you know, it's Mm. great. It's, and I think from there it was, it really like, it was like, okay, cool. This is, you know, this looks like a laugh. (laughs) What's the weirdest thing you've had to do in the background? Oh man. (laughs) Oh
push it in that way or, like, or at least try and see how you can cap something in a different way that's maybe not so readily available of or you and know i guess the, one of the best ways of doing that is getting in there and yeah. just kind of having a look about definitely see, see what people are doing yeah yeah yeah, no, of I mean, that, that yeah, sounds yeah. Awesome. So I've, I've always been quite attracted to the the concept of extra work yeah yeah, I, yeah i don't know like yeah i think they finished filming vikings now because like, i used to have a massive beard like okay here yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah sort of a running joke me and dave in the office we're going to go and do it um, but I think we might have missed our chance, mate. We'll have to wait for the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for the next like <laughs> yeah. Saxon series to come out. Get the old shield out. Uh, um, mate, no, nice. It could yeah, be quite fun. Definitely. What was your uh, What was your first commercial that you directed then? And what was the lead, lead up to it? How did you? Oh God! <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, I think it was then. It, so what? So I actually. Do you know what it? The what? I I'm trying to think what the first one was. So there's um, a director called MJ Delaney that uh, I used to, who I've been friends with for years, um, and she did a load of Aldi commercials, and I would I would do all the the camera work on, on the majority of them anyway. When it was like we're talking five Ds here and like mm-hmm. a LED little panel light, yeah, yeah. that was about the extent of it. It was very like <laughs> you know. Um, real going into like uh, it was like kids houses all around the country um and it was all meant to be sort of very very docu in it in its look and feel mm-hmm. uh and then she couldn't do one and i ended up doing it doing one of them so that, that was probably the first oh, really? was like yeah so that was probably one of the first commercials did, i think did you find out on the day or did you know beforehand no yeah, no it was uh, it was way beforehand okay cool so yeah, you had time yeah, to yeah. actually it wasn't just yeah, thrown on you it's pretty straightforward it was yeah. like a locked camera you know mm. it was like a 15 second piece okay. i can't remember if that was the first one but there was and it was going going back there's another one uh, a paddy power piece which uh, <laughs> which was uh, using a puppet of Kim Jong Un, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a good laugh. <laughs> it was a good laugh. It was definitely um, yeah, quirky. Um, it was a, it was his connection with Sunderland FC when he was like he was like talking about a takeover bid with Sunderland. Or so, I can't remember what how hostile takeover of Sunderland like, by the North his Koreans. Connection with, is with Sunderland. <laughs> Canio was in it. It was like, like yeah, it was very strange. Have you still it was got a puppet. No, have you nice we, we kids? had it for a while actually. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> um, so that was like that. Uh, that was yeah. That was one of the first ones. So, so basically, we um, there was a guy in our local pub when we were students. We used to always drink at. Uh, we, we we lived in Camden, and uh, there's a pub called the Crown and Goose. And that was like our regular. Like our first office was in the was in the on the above the pub, basically. No wait, that's a bit dangerous. So that it? was very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have six and a half pints in that in that scenario. <laughs> um, but it's we were we were there like loads, you mm. know. But people I lived with worked behind the bar and all that sort of stuff. So we were there, we were there a lot. Um, and there's a local who uh, who was a director and like you know did like 
big music videos like you know like um, Kylie Minogue but you sort of like that sort of you know when music videos were like at their it's like the, at the their, thing wasn't yeah, it it's like how yeah. most people took their music in Remember that's it sitting exactly. in front of the TV waiting for the fucking waiting for uh, that yeah whatever tune it was that you wanted to come on like for me it was Eminem I'd sit, just it. sit there waiting Wait, like, yeah, oh, no, come on it's like Shakira and shit it's like <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he started a production company and um, we signed to the production because he started getting us working, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember why I got onto this. What we, what we were, and they, that's how it, uh, I don't know, because that's how it all sort of kicked early off. Early commercial jobs, yeah. Yeah, so that's how it sort of kicked off in the music video world. Uh, and then sort of moving from there, that was called Soup Factory. And then moving from, from, um, from there, mm. um, we went to uh, Passion Raw. Um, and we sort of knew... Oh, yeah, we knew some. We knew um, the EP there who worked there. Um, he's great, and we we moved there, and that's when our sort of commercial work started sort of kicking off. And we did the Paddy Power, and we did um, a few other bits. So, uh, but, but I, but with um, with that signing to Passion, um, we were sort of going into a comedy um, world. I think we were sort of being pushed okay. into a bit more, bit of a, a comedy. Well, which is great, you know. Um, Super light, like a few gags. Yeah, yeah. like the Paddy Power yeah, stuff. Yeah, we did some like always booper sort of bits, which was sort of in the same sort of vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was the sort of the world that kicked off the commercials. Sure. It was only till um, I went to Stink and then did my first Adidas job for the mm. Euros that then the whole sort of sports thing kicked off. Um, and, you know, once doing that, I think it's, you know, I don't think you get pigeonholed, but it's like, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. And you are a little bit, once you sort of work with a footballer, a say, a seen as a, I suppose, a safe pair of hands in that yeah. sense to then sort of, you know, keep on doing footballer One, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you've sort of developed your style in that genre, I think people do gravitate towards you because they know it's going to be you're going to, you know, it's going to be a certain standard. Yeah. And as you said, exactly, yeah, safe pair of hands. Yeah. A lot of the time when you're working with these superstars, you get, what, 10 minutes? Exactly. If you're lucky, you're yeah. not allowed to kick any balls either, mate. Sorry. Yeah, that's but it. Like, no, we're not running. No, oh, no running. Shit, I'll about, stand it speed, in my tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, safe pair of hands. Yeah. Um, talk to us a bit about some of the sort of sport jobs you've done then. Um, you know, what, what have been your top ones? Um, and what do you enjoy about them? Um, so first, the, you know what the first one we did was so Euros. God, what well, I don't even know what it was. What was it like? Seven, six years ago, seven years ago, six years ago. Okay, something like that. Anyway, it was it's Friday Das, and it had um, Suarez, Bale, Özil, and somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first one. Was, uh, yes, that was the first one. It was literally wow. sort of. I remember the first day we were in um, Barcelona um, mm. and we had Suarez, and it was like, you know, you've got sort of, you know, 
the sports marketing's coming up to you being like, okay, this is, you know, he's going to turn up, you know, don't, you know, you know, sort of being like, don't shake his hand, you know, don't, you know, you'd be like, you're like, what is going on? Like, you know, okay, I get it, it's Suarez, yeah. but like, Treat I'm like, like shit, all of a sudden, I'm yeah. like becoming a bit anxious here. I'm like, <laughs> I can't touch him, I can't look at him, I can't, he's like, do this, I can't do this. So it was a bit like, we're like, we heard on the radio, he's come out of his car, he's walking down the hallway, he's about to walk through the door, and we're like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, the eagle on, has landed. Everyone's on tenterhooks, like waiting yeah. for this like godlike figure to walk through the doors and and it was all great you know once yeah. you get him on set they're like is he alright yeah. yeah he's great he's amazing yeah. like to be honest one of the best football football you know actually doing football work mm-hmm. like doesn't mess around you know yeah. I remember like taking chunks out of our you know other other one of our extras you know properly going at him you know doing a a Rabona into the top corner first attempt you know it's what? like in terms of like switching it on when it comes to football yeah. um, on it on it yeah really on it so, um, so that was that first one was a real was a real eye opener and just like a realisation of like time you know mm. when you as you say like you don't get any time with these people so it's it's a real snapshot of planning, getting yeah. an amazing first AD on on board. I think that's you know imperative with with football stuff because you're you're scheduling down to the you know the millisecond with these yeah, exactly. sort of things sometimes. Yeah. So it's um, it's great to, I, I you know I quite like those parameters in a weird sort of way. Mm. I, you know, you've got you've, you know you've got to remember these guys are like twenty two years old. Yeah, twenty. You know they're they're not like they're yeah. our age. They're not you know. Not quite twenty two, yeah, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're in our bracket. Yeah. Um, so it's you know they're normal people. Once you actually level with them and chat to them like normal people, this they it. they open up and it, everything's cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, just like sort of humanize them a little bit. Exactly because it, I, I just, do. I yeah. like it. It's like as a idea on on certain shoots. You know, it's things like that, and you you're there to build a rapport with the with the talent you're filming. And it's, it is, it's just a massive put off when you've got like their managers, handlers or whatever. Yeah. And they, yeah, they talk about them like they're the Pope. Yeah. And it's like, don't look them in the eye or like, don't touch them or don't offer them X, Y, Z. Make sure you stand over here. Like, it's like, and then they show up and they're just like, oh yeah, what are we up to then lads? Like, and then yeah. we just have a fun time. Exactly. And that's like, the clock sometimes goes out the window, mate. And yeah. they're just, they're just like, no, this is quite fun actually. Like, well, totally. we, did some, we did some shooting with Tottenham. And it was like, right, you got them for 10 minutes to do this challenge. And then they're back inside. You got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. The boys ended up staying 40 minutes. Yeah. They enjoyed playing the game. That's and they it. wanted to beat each other. So yeah, yeah. we were laughing. And the, the handlers couldn't tell the players to come back inside. Yeah, so like, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's perfect. So yeah, yeah it's, it is a funny one. But you it's, just gotta... it's all about, Joel, with, the, with those sort of jobs, it's definitely about creating a vibe on set. Mate. Yeah. I think because it's it's you know well it's part of it it's you know there's all you know you've got to provide a green room you've got to provide their snacks or whatever it may be mm. or what their rider is but then on top of that it's you know finding out what music they like mm-hmm. you know playing some music you know yeah, vibing yeah. with them and creating an atmosphere that that doesn't feel like they're being worked yeah you know I think having, once they're having on a pitch, fun time. They're, they're you know they're born to play football they're great at what they do once once they start doing it then it becomes easy it's when you've got to start maybe doing lines to camera Mm. and things that maybe are a little bit outside of their comfort zone that they're not so you know not as forthcoming with it yeah Yeah. exactly it's a tough one yeah yeah nice one mate so like moving forward uh, after that first shoot that you did uh, how did your sort of style 
what are the lessons that you learned going through the next like two three jobs in that kind of thing how did your style develop like as a, as a director you know what you know leading up to like you know now what's been what's been happening well i i sort of like I think starting with the with the sports stuff definitely introduced a, a, a high energy mm-hmm. aesthetic, I think, which sort of carried through in a lot of my other work as well. Um, you know, I quite like a, a, a fast pace, energetic sort of visual edit. You yeah. know, and I think what you know, working out camera moves, camera techniques different uh tools in which you can inject that dynamic sort of you know visual flurry i think is something that i'm always looking to try and do and what Mm -hmm. what what that technique might be yeah so i think you know obviously working with sports it's everything's done at quite a high pace and i think you know you need to try and match that with the style of camera work that you do um and then maybe if you're working with something that maybe isn't so fast paced, I think injecting that 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 energy through mm. the through the the moves and the techniques is definitely something I try and do anyway. I think it's like um, a weird kind of fusion dish almost. You're taking techniques from this and put it on different subject matter, and you, you, sometimes you don't know what results you're going to get, but sometimes it's really fucking cool. Yeah, like it's completely like something you've never really seen before. Exactly, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you do pick up something, like I remember we, we the first time we used like a like an RC car, the camp, you know, like some we did a we had like a day we're doing it in New York we're filming it was like a running training and football fit. we actually ended up filming like it's ridiculous on like 20 films in a day it was like what? little like nine second stab oh, wow. films but we had this it was one of those things we're trying to come up with a way to like capture as much content as you can mm. but you know you have two cameras what are you going to put the second camera on the first one one of the cameras got to be handheld what's this other camera going to be on we're like do you get like do you put it on a ronin do you, we like get this rc car and it basically the rc car uses like the the head of the ronin so you could sort of you know break it off the rc car put it onto a onto a steady no so it became like this thing of you know how how can you do it and that became what you you know the 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 process that we we picked for that job and using the rc car all of a sudden it was like oh you know it it operates at quite a low level so everything's quite you know shooting upwards Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden you're like everything's on the move everything's at pace (laughs) it's it's got a completely different dynamic to it sure so it's i think it's yeah just trying to like pick you know what what's the best for, for time as well you know it's yeah, not even yeah, yeah. obviously you're thinking visually and and for like the, the the end aesthetic but then actually what's going to be so i don't want to be wasting time what can we do properly you know i don't want to bring like a buggy along and have that attached to like something that Mm. every time ah shit to to reposition the camera is going to take five minutes we just, just don't have that time no um you'll think on your feet yeah what's your been your biggest clanger in terms of like biggest clanger a job that's just it's all it's all been great you know, you've been ready to go. Um, everything's been lined up. You're excited. And then on the day, it just kind of... Do you know what? I think the... Well, get we've also, you know, going back to footballers, we've, we've talked about what they're like. You know, you get like minutes. Yeah. Um, we did a job in, in Paris and it was with Neymar. And 
the boots are like it wasn't that long ago it was probably a couple of years ago the boots are like all about speed it's the the whole thing's about speed like the the, the you know the 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 actual um, product mm-hmm. is is built around speed. So this whole day shoot, the script's all based around agility and speed, and we've we've built in all of these training routines, which which uh, you know in have speed attached to them. You know, yeah. whether it be hurdles yeah, or, or exactly like, yeah, exactly yeah. all that sort of stuff. So like, you know, we've had the day before, we've got there with the sports choreographer, we've like gone it gone through with the body double, you know, we've built all these nice little routines. Um get there on the day, Neymar turns up and he's like, I'm not running. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like, dude, like it's all about speed, man. Like it's like what what do we do here? And we managed to get him to do three takes. Okay. Um, he, we got him to do one of the three scripts. So he ran round some, uh, some, uh, well, talking uh, the poles, mm. uh, the slalom poles. He did it three times. Then he was like, his his manager was like, he's gone, he's done. He's he's feeling his knees. He's stopped. So we're like, we have we've we filmed a front on shot of him twice, and I think we we did like a a tracking shot past him, and we just had the the rest of the day with the body double. We like had to wow. completely hide it, you know. We had these three oh, shots where we've got man. his face, and you just constantly like, no, yeah, it's Neymar. Wait, wait, go, go back to his face again. <laughs> did you manage to get like a little portrait of him yeah. at the end or something that, yeah. just to like end, end shot? This, like, yeah, this oh. is him. So like it's you know things like that happen. I remember that was a big you know you just one of those sort of things you just leave quite deflated, don't you? You know you it's after being so prepared, yeah, so prepared. Like you could do every single thing. That's your it. end is like as yeah, tight yeah. as it can be. And all it, it takes is just someone to be a little bit tired and exactly up the river, mate. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And it did turn out you know it did turn out all right. It turned out well, but it's yeah, you know yeah. it's one of the it's one of those things of like if he would have st- you know if he would have got loads more stuff but you know that's no, his life uh, moving forward like, is there any are there any projects that you would love to do right now any any films that have been on your list or have you had any concepts in your head that you've noted down in your, in your iPhone notes or something do you know what I, I like I constantly have like the, like a, a categories upon categories of my saved like Instagram <laughs> oh, like, really? posts um, and you know I d- everyone says like do you want to get into films do you want to do this sort of stuff and I don't, you know I, yeah I, I would like to do something a bit more long form I think I think it would be great to just spend a bit more time on a project and mm-hmm. sort of you know see it through in a you know I suppose, tell, tell that longer story yeah, yeah. exactly and I think it, the whole process is different and um I think that, the, you know, it comes down to the simple thing of like, you know, you've got to do the short films and, you know, do your own short films. And it's, you've got to self-fund these things at the end mm. of the day. That's, you know, it comes down to that. You know, I've had a few short films in the pipeline, which never actually came, never actually happened. Uh, we sort of started one and, you know, this and that. But yeah, long form stuff is something maybe in the future. But, I, you know, I actually really like doing commercials. I, I really like the the uh, 
you know, the quick stab in and out. This is good energy, isn't and it? It's, and it's like everyone's showing up on a day. Yeah. To just make something really cool. And That's everyone's it. on it and everyone's super sort of zoned in. And it is, it is different. My background's in documentaries. Okay. We'd spend two months filming and then roughly sort of four months in post. Yeah, yeah. But like you get to like week five of shooting and you're a bit like, you're a bit jaded. You yeah. just, you're not as reactive to the things you're seeing, which is fucking terrible if you're making a documentary, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do, you, you get slightly numb to what your brain is taking in. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. kind of the stuff, you know, we do now is you have quick ideas and it's like, like you're putting it together in your head and you're like actually let's move this around here let's do that there let's move this shot around there and it's like oh fuck it's fucking brilliant yeah Amazing. yeah yeah. But yeah fantastic yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's nice to be able to react quickly and and flip the script sometimes totally um and it's not something you can necessarily do in longer form things yeah like, you can but i don't know it's just like anything you, you spend you spend eight weeks on location shooting every day imagine yeah, yeah exactly. and yeah. a lot of it's outside as well it's like all like social inclusion programs and yeah, getting yeah, yeah, homeless yeah, yeah. people back into into work and all this kind of stuff and it was outside in winter um during rugby season <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's brutal mate like we did one up <laughs> yeah. in scotland and you'd have two pairs of gloves on long oh, johns wow. two pairs of socks thermal vest yeah, jumpers bitter. coats still can't feel your hands yeah at minus seven daytime temperature. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're out in it for 12 hours. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite a warm studio, is it? No, it's not quite exactly. <laughs> Our last section is uh, advice for people, um, yeah, like sort of relevant to, to your like career path and all this kind of stuff. So what would be ad- your advice to any young painters out there? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, working a shoe with other people. <laughs> yeah, put the radio on. <laughs> um, no, what's your advice to anyone out there looking to make a start in in directing or just filmmaking in general? You know, I think pick up a camera, get a camera, get a five D if that's what you can afford. You know, and just shoot stuff because that's the way you try. You find your look, your the way you like things to look mm-hmm. you know get yourself a a manual old nikon lens just a 50 mil 1.4 and just run off and and get, do some work you can do everything on that um i think that that's that's it because yeah. i think as you say going back to the docu stuff you know pick a subject matter mm-hmm. go out there find somebody do a a three minute piece on them you know if you've got a mate who who wants to do music, do a music video with them. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's the way to do it, yeah. I think, still. Keep your ears and eyes open for opportunities. Definitely. Through your circle. Exactly. You know? And just, like, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, any opportunity comes, comes, comes to you, just pick it up. I think you don't, you know, mm. don't hesitate to think, oh, you know, because you, you always yeah. learn whether it's a crap job yeah. or a great job. This you always it. learn something from it. Yeah. Because even just knowing um, the difference between those two things is a, is a valuable, valuable knowledge yeah. to sort of have in your, in, you know, through your career and stuff. And yeah, it, it might not be something you necessarily want to do or, see yourself doing but again it just helps paint the picture 
of you know the the experience that we we kind of gain yeah you know through through working in this industry it, like over over the last year i've taken jobs as like a gaffer like a photography assistant editor shooter photographer whatever exactly whatever comes in exactly 100% yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) and you you sort of like you you hone your skills then like you you shoot something then you edit it yourself then you like you know you 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 grade it yourself you do the sound you know you all of a sudden you've learned how to use three programs in that one job this is it you know and you, you you start to get more idea of capabilities yeah so when you do mix your film with a shit hot mixer you're like oh can we uh have a go at this and yeah this is something i tried last time you know what would be your take on it and they'll be like oh yeah that's cool but like oh yeah 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 yeah, exactly (laughs) and you sort of work out what you're good at as well like all of a sudden it's you know or maybe i'm not uh, like a a director maybe i want to go and be a dop or maybe i don't want to do that i want to go into editing so like i think doing everything from front to end Mm -hmm. you 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 sort of realize what you're cut out to be I think awesome. you know I, I like being on set you know I really enjoy the buzz of being on set and and that's a you know that's that's great mm. you know all the you know yeah surround, surround yourself with, with, with other great professionals and just feed that, off that energy exactly yeah Fantastic. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Giorgio, yeah, thank man. you so much for joining us Sweet, on uh, Family and Friends. Mate, awesome. I'm super pumped to work with you. Wicked, man. Exactly. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get like just nice shit in. Maybe I can AD for you or something. Sweet. See you in action. Definitely, but, mate. Uh, super pumped for it. And awesome, man. Thanks again. Wicked. Nice one. Sweet. That is all we have time for this week on the podcast, guys. But please subscribe to ensure you catch all of our future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at family and friends. That's F-M-L-Y and friends, all one word. For news on our new community hub. And please also check out our main page at family creative. That's on Instagram or our main website, family-creative.com. We'll catch you next time.